All right, so, Chad, uh, Chad, you want to kick things off real quick, man? As yeah, people I'm gonna, are coming in the room? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm happy to kick things off. So I think my first question is, and this kind of ties into Ryan, if I'm not mistaken, because really Furnace Fest is largely Ryan Luther's fault, he and I would bump into each other at church, and he'd be like, dude, you have to do Furnace Fest. You have to do it. And I, I complete transparency, thought he was crazy. I thought anybody suggesting Furnace Fest reunion was crazy. And I remember, again, I, I'm, I'm like 99% sure I remember Ryan saying that Zayo was in. And it was one of the very first bands that... I heard from anybody, and specifically Ryan, that you guys were on board. And it just was this, it's like it began to click. And like, oh, really? Like, Zayo would play this thing again? Oh, dude, yeah. Wow. So, so is, that, is that true, or did I just 100%. make that up? No, Ryan texted me, like, <laughs> Facebook messaged me. And I was like... Yeah, it was like, after we had first talked about it, I hit up about a dozen bands from that era. And Zayo was one of the first ones. And uh, I'd say 10 of the 12, like... Hit me right back and said, "We're definitely down. Let's do it." Oh yeah, I'm dude. Hey, like, re real quick, I'm I'm gonna jump in. So let's do quick intros. So Chad, enter yourself. Ryan, give oh, an introduction right. who, who who you are and yeah. how you fit into the story. So Chad, go ahead and do a quick intro, man. Okay, so my name's Chad, and uh, I'm here because I like talking to people. <laughs> Done. Ryan, how do you fit into all this, man? Uh, my name's Ryan Luther. I'm one of the four directors for Furnace Fest. And I, I booked yeah. Zayo. I was one of the guys that books a lot of the bands, so I, I booked Zayo for this guy, this thing. Oh, Johnny Grimes is in the room. Can we bring Johnny uh, Grimes up? Yeah, bring Johnny. Johnny is, one of Johnny's another. He's another one of the mischief, Furnace Fest mischief makers. Johnny, Johnny's and, idea from the beginning. Yeah, Johnny, what's up, guys. <laughs> wow. And Scott, Scott, and Marty, you want to quickly intro like who you are and what what you do in Zayo? I'm sure everybody knows, but. Just, okay. just for the sake of this. Go ahead, Marty. Yeah, go for it. Okay, this is uh, Marty Lund. I play bass in Zayo and uh, have a bunch of ties to a gang of other bands on uh, on Furnace Fest this year. So, uh, yeah. So can uh, you can you elaborate on that? Can you expound ooh. on the, the gang of other Furnace Fest bands? Uh, I mean, prior to Zayo, I tour managed the Juliana Theory uh, further for a little bit. My college band turned into Me Without You. Uh, so there's just a... Gang of fun stuff <laughs> concerning Furnace Fest. So yeah, it's, that's it's crazy. The, the history here is is wild. That's crazy. Yes, sir. All right. So, how how many years did you guys play Furnace? One, two, or three? I think we did. We did the first two, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if we did all three. I don't remember. Got well, it. There I, were I have, four total. I, I have a uh, I have a Furnace Earth, Fest yeah. poster that hangs in Zayo World, which is uh, my, my actually my basement of my house where we practice. And uh, I'm not even sure if it's a Furnace Fest that happened, um, but it's a black <laughs> poster with like orange, orange and white on it, um, and I, I, it's not dated, so I don't know what year it is. But uh, it has it has like my old band on it, um, uh, Russ. Russ and Dan's band before uh, before Zayo, like so. I I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I ever actually attended a Furnace Fest in my life. I'm fairly certain I did, but that's too long ago. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, it's I only mean, 20, 20 plus years. So Jesus, yeah, I remember the the Furnace Fest I'm, I specifically remember was when it was just the four of us, and it we played after Sick of It All, and it 
messed my brain up because like shouldn't be playing after sick of it all but that that's the one i remember mostly um and that was like the one that was the year that greg from dillinger like threw the mic thing yeah out and, like, everybody's memory and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, everyone's like, memory right there that's yeah. the one that i like specifically remember but i'm pretty sure we did two of them that was in I'm 2002 because that was the one year that i didn't get to go to as a fan okay I'm wondering yeah. if would that have been the year that Russ was doing the crazy air jumps to knee? Oh, he, trick? he does that still. It, yeah, and, it's, every, it's every year, Chad. It's every single it's year. Every year, <laughs> and but have that's the year either that, of you? What's that? I was gonna say is the, Dan. Dan had dreads because I remember watching Zay. Uh, I remember watching you guys. That's that's the year Dan right. had dreads. Yep. Yeah. Dan had dreads, and I was 500 pounds heavier than I am now. <laughs> yeah, we we actually we lost Russ for about a year due to that atomic knee drop crap, and uh, it's it's like it's like an involuntary tick. Like it still happens now, even though like he had to have surgery for it in the whole <laughs> the whole nine yards. Yeah, I I just pinged Russ. By the way, we'll see if he joins us. He says he's been busy with work, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so Chad Chad actually has questions. Um, I'm I'm unprepared for class per usual. But Chad, you want to kick off some questions, man? Cool, bro. Um, all right. Well, I I, I got a question. Driving. So, Mark, <laughs> hopefully, there's no accidents. All right. So, all right. So, here's my question. So, how has it been? And this is not furnace. Chad will come with the furnace questions. Here's my question. How does it feel like being in this band that's had uh, such a legacy in the scene over the years and had so many different iterations that you guys are still putting out music that you, that you guys are stoked on. Um, like I, I, I recently, so I direct commercials. So I, and I know you guys from the scene back in the day, but mm -hmm. long story short, uh, I talked to Russ, uh, it's, it's such a blur, but early, uh, early 2020, I believe. And he was so stoked about your guys' music and all the new things you guys are working on. So how, how have you maintained to be in a band? You guys are the one band that's, that's survived uh, the scene over all these years. How does that happen? Yeah, that's a great I, question. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's, uh, it, it's the, the, the theme of the new album is, you know, nothing, nothing can ever stay the same, uh, basically. And that, um, that kind of ties into who we are as a band. Um, you know, Zayo, Zayo has kind of taken on a life of its own um, to the point where, like, you know, we have no original members, um, but that's been the case for a long, long time. Uh, Jeff Gretz, our drummer, and myself, we're the new guys, and uh, I've been in it since 2004, and Jeff's been in it since 2005, um, you know, and, and we're, the, we're the new guys. Um, so we, like, it's, like I said, it's, it's kind of the band has kind of taken on a life of its own um for us we each one of us that's in the band was a fan of zayo before we were in zayo for sure um, which yeah i mean that's that's just you know that'll never stop blowing my mind uh somebody on facebook the other day put up a picture of cornerstone uh from 1997 i want to say it was the splinter shards band uh yeah. performance at cornerstone and i'm in it's a picture from stage and i'm on the other side of the stage with a giant video camera on my shoulder uh filming the entire thing you know of, of a band yeah. that at some point i would be <laughs> i would be tour managing and then be in um so it's just kind of this meta like uh you know weird thing but 
it, it's a beautiful thing too because we we have gotten to take that legacy and uh, and build on it and uh, make make new things, and that's very exciting for all of us. That's amazing. And uh, by the hey, way, can we? Just, yeah, yeah. Are you gonna you're gonna share? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say real quick. I just pinged Ryan Downey to get on, and he just said the Chauvin verdict just came in. And what's what's he saying? Hold on, hold on. Ryan Luther just shared it. Go, Ryan. He's guilty on all charges. Good. Done. Boom. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, make sure. All right, we're done. Um, so Scott and, and Marty. Hey, we gotta so we gotta bring up Adam too. I just realized Adam's been here this whole time. Adam. We had, we didn't you, you kind of like skipped ahead. Adam and Ashley are helping us pull this thing off. So they got to be part of it. All right. Well, I back it. I fully back that. So real quick. Hey, so, hi, Adam. Hello. Hi, Adam. Hi. It's all good, guys. All right. Now we're now now we're one big happy happy family. All right. Carry carry on. Done and done. Now I was gonna say I think Ryan Downey is gonna join us, but um. Oh, so real awesome. quick, like Scott and Marty, like Ryan hired me. This is the first video job I ever did was to shoot. I think three interviews for your guys' infamous DVD from back in the day. So I shot, I shot Brett. Um, I shot. I'm blanking on his name. The original guitarist was Sean, uh, and then uh, I can't remember the. Oh, I shot Sean. So yeah, like that's that's my 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 ties to Zayo. But um, wow. but yeah, hopefully hopefully you know Ryan joins us. But Chad, you want to kick off some questions, man, real quick? Yeah, I mean, I guess I think the first question that that is really valid for every one of these interviews is like what if there was a memory uh that kind of stands out or rises above the others as it relates to furnace fest what what would be that top kind of recollection or like man this is what i remember this is what i experienced or this is what i remembered about it wow you know what honestly chad for me what i loved about furnace fest but this was kind of similar to like a lot of those older fests back then like you you don't realize it at the time because you're just involved, right? But like, as things got more and more popular, I guess like our our genre of music became what it was. I really, really appreciated how Furnace Fest was like legit. Everybody was on the same level, so it didn't matter what band you were in. It didn't matter that you were a fan. It nothing mattered. Like you weren't cut off of any place to be. You were able to be anywhere you wanted to be. Everybody hung out and met each other. And you, you, at the moment, it's sort of like an afterthought, but like how we see things progressed, even now, like when we play some of these festivals, like it's, it's kind of depressing to see like the separation between like whatever band stature there is or like fan separation. Um, I love that Furnace Fest was like full on. It was like, a community of people and everyone was like important there. I, I thought that was my favorite thing. Well, you That's definitely just win beautiful. the best answer of yeah, the year beautiful. award. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's beautiful. Uh, I mean, I haven't heard anyone else share that. And it really is. I mean, you just captured what my heart was all those years ago. And mm -hmm. I think that for me as a local Birmingham. Chad's gone. 
he's gone. Oh no. oh no. No, but Scott, Scott, that's beautiful. And this big, we're doing this clubhouse, just kind of like a low key thing, just just for the community. Christian kind of music promoter, oh, record label yeah. owner, um, God. <laughs> hey Chad, you're you're breaking up Wanted really bad. You're breaking up really bad. And coming together that wouldn't ordinarily. What? All right. Yeah. Well, hey Ashley, well, do you want to take over? <laughs> I wanted to say, I was going to say, Scott, I really love that answer because for me, that's exactly what Furnace Fest is. I yeah. admin the the Facebook group, and mm-hmm. you know, through the pandemic, with everyone being separated inside their houses and not being able to connect, our the Furnace Fest community became just that. It was accessible to everyone. Mm-hmm. It became a family. It got people through what everyone was going through. And the energy that I feel is going to be present at this year's Furnace Fest as a result of that, I think, I hope, will give the same feeling and vibe to this year's iteration of the event. Yeah, I can't wait. Honestly, I think that that's missing because I do think that a lot of people, you know, you get kind of like narrow minded on, on what your place and all this kind of stuff. And like, I mean, I don't think we've ever felt like this personally, but like as a band, like, you know, I can't even speak from experience cause I don't feel this way, but like, I, I really do think that there's something important when you have a community. Um, and that includes fan, I guess fans, I don't even like saying that word, but, <laughs> but like, you know, people to come spend their hard earned money to come to see bands play. They're going to be there sweating alongside of us. I just, I love the idea that like one, I'm super excited because there are so many good bands and so many bands I'm, I can't wait to see. And I can't wait to like talk to and meet, but like that, that was kind of what got me into this whole scene in the first place was, you know, I, I never felt that it should be important for there to be some sort of competition. Like I've always felt like as a community, we should like lift everybody up and I am just so excited to see and, and cheer on all my favorite bands that are playing this thing. Um, and yeah, like I remember, you know, furnace fest, like we would get there, we'd set up our merch and all of us would just walk around and hang out with everybody, talk to everybody. We'd be sitting at our own merch table. Like that's how it was back in those days. Like you didn't have like people separated. You didn't have like none of us hung out in like backstage areas. Like it was just like, you know, you, you people drive from far away. They spend their money. They come, they sweat, they everything like man the least you can do is hang out with them so i'm excited that i'm I'm super excited and especially like you were saying ashley with how we've had to live for this last year uh if everything goes off hopefully without a hitch um man it's gonna be like it might be overwhelming (laughs) i completely agree yeah i think we're all gonna cross into the fourth dimension together yes yeah Yeah. that's, that's my theory our but screen, um, our screens just got a lot better looking because now there's a picture of Ryan Downey on it. Oh my <laughs> gosh, there he is in the house. There he is. He's in the house. What's up, Ryan? W- welcome to the clubhouse. We- we're Ryan just talking about Downey. the Mayo DVD. <laughs> What's Hi, up, man? everybody. <laughs> Hello there. Hi, Ryan. This is my this is my second uh, clubhouse ever. So forgive me for this is your second appearance on Clubhouse ever. Ever, yeah. Dude, we're so, on so, <laughs> I wish so, it was my first. 
So to give a quick background, Ryan is the only qualified journalist and interviewer in this room right now. So uh, yep. he, he's time to step up our game. Exactly. Exactly. So he's basically going to, we're going to hand off the mic and he's going to take over. Ryan, what's, what's your next question? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Can I, no, I have a, I, I'm sorry that my internet, my connection. So, so shady, but, um, I, I just wanted to make sure that Scott heard me say that I really, really value your response. Like it, it connects with, like, I'm trying to choke back the tears because that there's a there's a level like COVID has produced a level of disconnection, loneliness, discouragement, depression, so much stuff that I think Furnace Fest has been given this opportunity to say not only was it that special 20 years ago, but mm -hmm. now we get to do this in a uh, especially coming out of what I would argue has been the the hardest season for probably. Uh, a majority of us. So anyway, thank thank you for sharing that. Oh, dude, thank you for having, like I said, I'm, we are so excited and happy to be here. So we, we are looking as a band at Furnace Fest as the cure for uh, COVID-19. Um, <laughs> Love it. Officially cure everything that we yeah. have been going through yeah. for yes. the last year. Love yes, it. please. Yo, but hey, real who's quick. Oh, go ahead, Andy. I'll, I was going to say, Scott, not to like linger on Scott's very beautiful response but i recently was going back through the youtube footage of the year i was at furnace fest and there is this like beautiful na like na naivety i can't even whatever that word is it, like it's like naive and very diy mm -hmm. and it seems like it's 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 kind of gone in the current music scene or at least pre-covid current music scene and i hope that we can maybe as a community and scene like find that again i was i I didn't realize because when you're younger, everything always seems bigger, at least for me. And like looking back at the the YouTube footage of like, I think it was like Norma Jean or something. I was like, damn, this was like, this was scrappy as hell. Like, holy yeah, shit. I mean, look, like fans are on stage, like people are yeah. on stage. Like, yeah. you know, it, it just, things like that don't happen anymore. It's, it's, it's super depressing. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah. I hope, yeah, I think that maybe with what has happened, maybe there's going to be like a fully crazy appreciation for even playing a show in yeah. September, you know? Um, yeah, I think this is going to be, man, I, I don't, hopefully, hopefully nobody, we can all like handle it and not all like spontaneously combust with like excitement. <laughs> That'd be beautiful. Yeah, that's though. a real, I'll, I'll that's a real potential problem. Yeah. I'll stay, I'll stay chatting. So no, dude, who, but my question for Marty or Scott or both is like, which band is the one that you guys are like, we will make sure no matter what that we're on stage or in the crowd watching them. I'll let you go first, Marty. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, for me, it's, it, it's, you know, it's not a band that I, uh, you know, it's not like a situation where I haven't seen them before. I've seen them 10 million times, but uh, me without you for me uh, is an important one because yeah. Uh, those guys, you know, th those are very old, very dear friends, and they had said that 2020 was going to be their last year as a band. Um, and that's, then obviously yeah, that's with, right. With, uh, they, so they, you know, I had figured that I would only get to see them, you know, about one more time uh, when they said that. And then with the pandemic shutting everything down and all the tours getting canceled and stuff, you know, the thought was, well, maybe, maybe they'll just decide to call it a day. And they've decided not to do that, um, you know, and, and to to do like uh, maybe a, you know another tour or two, but 
uh, Furnace Fest is is an opportunity to see them for what may potentially be one of the last times. And, um, you know, even though we live in the same state, we're about four and a half hours apart from each other. So it's not like we, you know, we see each other all the time. We really only see each other whenever they come to Pittsburgh or, or uh, we come to Philly. Um, so, yeah, that, that would be uh, that would be the band for me. Awesome. I yeah, would, that's, that's cool. I would have to say Caven because I didn't think they would get back together. And they've been back together for a little bit, but this will be my like first opportunity to actually watch them play. So I'm super excited about Caven. Sorry, I scheduled them to play the same time as you on the other stage. My bad, Scott. Oh, man. I guess I guess <laughs> it was not even playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we, we don't have to play, you know. Just, <laughs> I feel like Ryan, most Ryan, of the Ryan Luther. To, all the this bands I've talked to have said that Caven's their number one band they want to see. Yeah, I got it. It's like the band's band. <laughs> All right, sorry. Ryan Downey, what's your, what's your favorite band? Or who are you looking for? You're going to be at Furnace, I hope. Who are you looking forward to seeing? Um, the band that I would care the most about seeing at Furnace Fest is a band called Zao. You guys Aww. heard of that? Uh-oh. Oh, nice. Wait, who? Uh-oh. Oh, it's a sentimental favorite, you know. I would, I would, I would also like to point out that for all of the ha ha Zayo, so many lineup changes, blah blah blah, that Zayo will be appearing with the same lineup that they have had since two thousand five. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you were born when Marty started playing bass in Zayo, you're a sixteen year old kid now. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot for that. Yeah, that's that. Thanks. Yeah, how's that? Yeah. How's that make you feel? I mean, here's the thing about it that's always going to be strange to me is like, really, if you look at, I mean, Dan and Russ are kind of, I mean, see, I think, whatever, all Zao incarnations are super important and we absolutely adore, you know, Roy and Sean and Mick and everybody that's worked so hard, but like, I mean, and, and without them, this doesn't even exist. But like Dan and Russ being still here, and me being here since 1999, I think that whole weird talk about whatever just seems strange anymore. But hey, what I, I get it. But it, it, whatever, man. Yeah, like Ryan said, we've been the same band since 2005. So, for sure. Yeah, and what? So this kind of like going back though, like. Because I kind of asked the question that Ryan Downey just trashed, but it's all good. Um, but like, what does what does keep you guys like so excited about still doing music at your age? Like, like, like after all the like, what what keeps you guys excited? Honestly, and this is gonna sound kind of like a maybe a, a bad answer, but it doesn't. I don't mean it in a bad way. But like, you just there's gotta, no like, bad answers. Yeah, you just gotta like kind of understand situations, right? So like. I look at success as the fact that we get to do it. I think there's a lot of people that might look at success in different ways. I just feel successful when like we've, you know, we we got a song done or, you know, all these little steps become successes to me. Um, Being in the music industry, if whatever, for as long as we have, like disappointment is rampant. So like you have to like make sure that what, what excites you and what, what you consider your successes are, tangible and 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 things that you can actually like grasp right so like getting into a room being able to write a song that's a huge success the fact that we've actually been able to like write enough 
to like put a record out, putting the record out, you know, not, it doesn't matter so much as how much we sell. It's the, the plain fact of just getting the record out. I think too, that like all of us live in an area that's slightly depressed, right? Cause like Pennsylvania isn't like some grand crazy place. So like we have expectations that are, are reasonable and, just the idea that I'm even in a band that plays shows is pretty crazy to me sometimes. So like my expectations are always pretty, pretty even keel. And I've always been like that since I joined it. So I think what keeps us going is just like, if I wasn't in front of people, I'd be doing this in my bedroom. So the fact that we get to do it in front of people, why not? You know, I, I look at it that way. That, that's beautiful. And honestly, man, mad respect because let's let's you guys sold out of a lot of vinyls very quickly so you guys are also very smart businessmen i wasn't have, sure where you were gonna go with that it just kind of ended on you guys sold out but then you redeemed yourself wait, so no. that's good totally it was about to get out. awkward i was like wait andy yeah andy's about to call him out oh, and selling out Z what zale never ne zale uh, never no, sold just out. selling ever, out vinyl ever. i agree no, but you guys have like I feel like really Never. on a business no, level like done some some pretty smart shit. So, mad respect for that. Thank you. I mean, I think it it kind of boils down to like being reasonable. We know our audience. We appreciate them more than they'll ever honestly realize. We like I mean, Jeff, all of us are always like right there to to talk to people immediately. Like we we want that interaction like as much as we can anytime anybody post anything you know we're trying to be there to kind of answer to them i just i think like guys like us I, I don't i mean i don't know it's i just none of us have like any ego we're just so happy we're fans we're happy to be part of anything we're happy to be doing what we're doing um i've never looked at myself as any more than that so the fact that we get the ability to do this and there are people that care um it, that's that's success and i'm super excited <laughs> so I, i'd like to piggyback on on scott's uh answer and give a huge shout out to our drummer jeff gretz um not not only is he a phenomenal musician uh but for about the last five or six years since we have done the independent thing and started our own label uh he has been the de facto uh, label head uh he's taken care of all of the the, the business stuff that makes us go uh, that allows us to keep doing this and that is huge um so yeah he he is even even so much as going back and getting like old royalties to to the older members of the band um you know that haven't maybe haven't had any contact with the band for a while i mean he, he goes back and gets them um you know royalties and things that have been sitting around for for a while for stuff that they did you know 25 years ago um, which is beautiful so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, and and it, I, I it recently, kind of allows I, us to I, be a family with those guys. You know, we've all been friends for a million years, but it's like we, you know, <laughs> even guys that aren't in the band anymore, it's it's this beautiful thing. Real quick, too, I would like to point out that, you know, we, our success is essentially, you know, piggybacked off of a lot of things. You know, like, I mean, Ryan managed us for numerous years, and without that input and without that, help at that point the band wouldn't have ex even existed today so like there's so many things like i look at all the different labels we were on like sure everybody complains about their label and nobody makes their money but dude those labels spend money that you don't have to spend to get you to places that you can't so you know zayo had the ability to be on 
you know, with tooth and nail. And then we went to ferret and these, these people have built our band alongside us. Um, so we always appreciate and totally understand all the work that tons of different people have done and give us the ability now to, to even keep going. Um, but yeah, like Marty said, Jeff is murdering it. He's just doing such a good job with all of that stuff. And, and it really does boil down to like your mindset. Like you can't, you, you got to look at successes in a, a, a reasonable way and you'll, you won't get disappointed if you point, you know, if you have your successes in, in levels that make sense. That's healthy, man. And I will say, I, I still talked to Sean Jonas and he was really stoked on the check that he got. We're not going to say how much, but I mean, like mad props, mad props. There you uh, go. We can bring, if any, any, anybody listening wants to come up and ask questions, we can open it up. I, I definitely want Ryan to ask a question. Yeah, who Ryan... has, yeah, who has, anyone have questions? Because I feel like I could keep firing them off, but I, I would rather this be a community effort than a... I we do have Ryan Downey, who's an actual journalist. <clears throat> I want to say that, yes, shout out to Jeff for making this possible, first and foremost. He has been so access, uh, accessible to us. He is in our fan group. And Scott, to your point about people complaining about the lineup changes, uh, I don't know if you are aware or not, but Zayo polarizes the fan group. There are some people who are like, meh, and there are others who are diehard defenders. Mm -hmm. And so it's a frequent topic of discussion. And I remember the first time that Jeff came in and made a substantial comment, he pretty much said what you said about, you know, this lineup has been together for a really long time, blah, 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 blah. And everybody kind of was like, oh, Okay, yeah, you're totally right, dude. My bad. <laughs> Thank you so much for clarifying that for us. We will not say anything about that again. Thank you so much. Yeah. So shout out to Jeff. He is awesome. Thank you to him for being so, um, like you said, DIY and connecting to the fans and, you know, being there for us when we reach out to him. I appreciated that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he'd yeah, love I to think, be on I this think... call right now, but unfortunately he has an Android phone and uh, <laughs> Clubhouse apparently only works on iPhones. So, uh, yeah. But he should be. Right. I, yeah, I, I wanted to shout out Jeff also uh, because I see him. He's really taken on this mantle of this uh, this role of legacy curator for a band that you know did have different lineups, did release material with different record labels, and has brought everything in house in recent years and found a way to make this work and continue. I love that he has been so inclusive and and looking at the whole big picture of the band and what it means to people and, and everyone that's been involved. And, you know, I stepped away from a formal management relationship to the band around the time the band stopped touring full time. And, and yet Jeff in particular, you know, obviously we're all still very close and mm -hmm. love each other a lot. Mm -hmm. Jeff, really, Jeff goes really out of his way to make me feel included in whatever the band is doing, you know, at, at the moment. And it's funny because, uh, when the chart positions for the new record came out, which were possibly the best chart positions in the history of the band, yeah, um, I texted them to Jeff, and Jeff said, you know, I just got these from Roy Culver, I just got these from Mark Shapiro, you know, he's like, I love you guys, you know, it's like the same crew of, of friends and, and, you know, family yep. that have been around this little group, you know, it was nice to see Jeff kind of go like, yep, there's... There's all the people I expected to come out of the woodwork and celebrate this with us, you know. Um, it's just, it's really cool that he's been able to do that. And I think, you know, to go back to something that Scott said, 
if there was any wisdom air quotes that I've been able to impart to Zeo and to any band that I've worked with in a professional way, it is that lesson and that attitude that Scott has of defining success on your own terms, because mm-hmm. there's always a new mountain to climb. There's always somebody ahead of you. There's always another band that came around after you did and was influenced by you. And now they're, now you're opening for them. And, you know, there's always reasons to complain. And that's not to say that you shouldn't have ambitions and aspirations and try to accomplish more, but that you're never going to be happy. You'll never be satisfied. You'll never feel fulfilled if you haven't decided for yourself what success means. And that you've kind of, you know, Zayo is a great example of a band that really weathered this storm that I think every band that isn't achieving major commercial success as like a pop artist eventually hits, which is, you know, you start the band when you're teenagers and in that moment, you feel like it's all you'll ever do. It's all you'll ever want to do. You'll eat top ramen every day if you have to. You'll sleep in hostels in Europe. You'll sleep on people's floors. And and that's all really exciting. But then inevitably, you know, people reach their early 20s, their mid 20s. You know, they want to get married. They want to buy houses. They want to have some kind of stability. And and those are these make or break moments where bands go away. People quit bands. Um, Zayo has been one of those acts, you know, whether it's like a napalm death or i mean there's a lot of really cool bands who are beacons for this that you can point to in the metal world and, and in the indie rock world where these guys have really figured out how to have the things in their lives that they want outside of the band and create a space for the band to exist and to be able to to do it so it's not all or nothing like all right we're either touring nine months out of the year or we're not a band you know, they found a way to still be able to do it, which ultimately not only serves them as creative people, but serves the audience they've built over all these years because we all get new Zayo music as a result. Yeah, Ryan, that's perfect, man. And I think Ryan and 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 Scott and Marty, Marty will attest to this. It's not easy to do. Like what you guys have done is not easy. Like it's to 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 keep going is uh, as an artist is. Uh, can be difficult so mad props to that we got we got colin up in here for a question he's a, he's a guest question guy what's up man what's up colin you invited me to be a speaker what's up guys <laughs> what's up hey, dude <laughs> uh I've, I've been listening to this this is great I, I i can't add a lot more than what's already been said i think that uh you know zayo specifically continues to be an inspiration to me just as a somebody who's been a fan since I was a child <laughs> and uh, now consider, you know, a couple of you guys friends uh, mm-hmm. is, is, is just a really cool story arc for me personally. But uh, I, I just want to say, like, because I, I know I joined this late, so I don't know if this was talked about already, but I got to say that that new record is so great. Thanks, and You haven't listened to it yet. It's fucking uh, effing Riff City. Sorry. Uh <laughs> And uh, say yeah, fuck and, all you want to 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 be so long so long into a career that you know is rightly considered legendary, and still to still be able to put out really fresh, creative, you know, really awesome riffs and and great songs is just it's uh, admirable. So, congrats. oh, Colin, thank you, dude. Thank, thank you, you very so much. much. Really appreciate it. 
Yeah, I was also, also uh, so so Jeff is the label head, so I send demos to him. Do it. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yes. We'll put a Marantha record out. What are you kidding me? Go ahead. <laughs> What's up, Ryan? Ryan number three. What's up, man? What's going on? Um, love the new album. I've been listening to you guys for a while. Um, but a, kind of a random two-part question. Um, when you're going into a festival, what's the difference when you're coming up with a set list between that and, say, a tour? And then how much time and effort goes into creating the set list? Because like, when I listen to the new album, that first track, like I immediately hear it as like the opening song to a set or the closing song before like you walk off and then come back for an encore or something. Mm -hmm. Um, so what's the difference? I've seen you guys a handful of times over the years, never at a festival, always on tour, like a tour that you're on. So what's the, I guess, what's the difference if there is any between a festival and, um, a tour you're on? And then how much time are you putting into trying to figure out how you want to build your set? Wow. Uh, I'll real quick. I'll just say, um, uh, like I know a lot of it depends on the time we get. So, you know, when we do our own tours, we can play anywhere from like 45 minutes to an hour and a 15 minutes or so. Um, so that would really indicate if we could do like sort of like instrumental openings and, and all that kind of stuff. But we, I mean, we are definitely cognizant of certain songs. We always are going to want to play. Um, so that'll kind of tie into it, but but a lot of it, like with festivals, you usually get a little little less time. Incredible, than you know you if you play like a thirty minute, twenty minute set, you can kind of put every ounce of your blood and sweat into that twenty to thirty minutes, um, and then you could but you'll you'll unfortunately have to compact your set to where like you're kind of just playing maybe more banger songs, and you don't have the ability to to get into some of that cool like opening three or four minute thing and then closers and and like usually with festivals you don't have encores so you kind of have to make sure you're playing like a song you would do as an encore possibly maybe at the end of your set so uh, festivals are definitely a little trickier to to get everything you want in there because I know dude I feel the same way you do with that I the the opening of the record I immediately envision as like an opening for for our set so i'd love if time allows to do something like that but that's really kind of what it boils down to yeah the problem is i think chad johnson's only going to give us about 10 minutes which 10 means minutes, we're going to yeah. play the last song on the new record and then that'll be it hey the cool and we'll the cool it. thing i'm okay with that no the cool <laughs> thing about furnace fest this year is i i have three business partners and i can be the nice i can be the nice guy and i i would let oh, you guys hour and a half i'm a good cop and and Ryan Luther is the bad guy. He only wants you to play twenty minutes. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the story is. <laughs> I even got designated a bad cop for the next few months, like the yeah, yeah. for me because I say no easier than Chad does. No, but this is this is a great Ryan. The other, the third Ryan brought up a great point, both I think for the artist, but also for the festival, because it this is it's a real challenge. It's like what do we do? Like who opens? furnace fest with this lineup like somebody has to start and yet yeah. like which of our friends do we say hey like sorry but noon is the best we can do um mm -hmm. or 
35 minutes or 40 minutes or 45 minutes or whatever is the best we can do. It, it's a, it, there's some tension there that um, it, I don't think most artists, especially if they're headlining, would have to deal with in the same way. But uh, it's going to be going to be something that Ryan Luther has to exclusively figure out. I put it all, if you don't like it, it's all Ryan's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, Zayo is in one of my things I want to see the most, so you got to get the good spot. Nice. Zayo so okay. gets four hours. You heard, you heard it here. Yeah, yeah, you heard it here first. So when, we, when we end up playing at noon, you guys can go after Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should just... Make my April Fool's joke come true. Have them headline every night of the festival. Yes. Done. That is actually a great idea. <laughs> but what, what people don't understand is that it's all, all old people, so noon is going to be like the headlining slot. So really? it's all yeah, it's yourself, yeah. dude. We're all 24. Oh, you're right. You're right. It's going to be all 24-year-olds. My bad. My yeah, bad. all 24-year-olds. Um, come on. Yo, so we got Ryan Downey as a special guest, but we also got Narcissus in the house. Who doesn't what? want to come up? John, come up and talk, dude. John Pope? Uh, is John Pope here again? Gian. Gian, come up and talk. We got Narcissus hanging out, who will be playing, who played. How many years did Narcissus play Furnace? One? Two? Four? Four? Done. Uh, yeah. Are you talking wow. about John with the banana suit? That's banana the, man. That's my yeah. husband. Oh, my bad. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> well. That's amazing. So, Yo, Josh, so wait a minute. The, oh, we got Josh here. Nice. I, I I didn't know that was your husband, Ashley. And because his name was Gian, I thought that was John because John Pope told me that Narcissist was in the room. So it's there he is. What's up, Josh? Is hey said John, but that's not John from Narcissist. No. That's John from my house. John, <laughs> what's your, what's, wow. what's your well, fav favorite furnace, furnace Fest memory? Uh, being a narcissist. Uh, man. Let's see. I, th I think, I think it had to have been, uh, Andrew WK, you know, uh, closing, what was that? 2002? Yeah. Yeah. That's me. That me too, dude. I'm right there with you. Yeah. E either that or the, the year was 2002, the year Meshuggah played as well. Dude, we need a history buff to join us yes, on this. No, I can never remember. I can tell you that because the one year I didn't go was 2002, and I had to miss In Flames, Mashuga, Bane, a bunch of bands I love. Yeah, so 2002, basically just that that year was the greatest memory. <laughs> was that the year? I think that was the year that Hunt, Hunter Weeks booked a whole bunch of those bands. Why is Hunter not here, by the way? No clubhouse. No, you're right. Josh, that was a that was a phenomenal year, and I had a lot of help that year with uh, with a friend who was just in the scene and, and was like, "Dude, this these are the bands we need." And uh, I was probably back then like, "Who's Bane?" And he was like, "Oh, dude, yeah, you got to get them. They're insane. Everyone's gonna flip. Kids are gonna go crazy." Okay, <clears throat> it's funny now looking back at how clueless of a promoter I've been, and yet somehow it's all come together. But so. So excited to share the weekend of September 24th through 26th with all of you. Um, one of the things, I mean, we kind of touched on this, but Scott and Marty, one of the things that I've heard um, it, that is, I think, truly unique is 
the connection not only of someone like Jeff and the outside world or the, the fans and the friends looking in, but the relational dynamic amongst yourselves. Could you speak to that at all? Like just what, what does, um, like how connected are the members of Zayo current members of Zayo in life? Oh, wow. Well, here I'll go. I'll go first. Want me to take that or you want? Yeah, you go ahead. I'll take, I'll go quick. I'm going to go quick and then I'll, I want you to finish it up. But like people need to realize like, me, Russ, Dan, Jeff, and Marty have been super close friends, if not best friends, since high school. I've known Jeff. He played in bands when I was playing in my high school bands. I knew Marty in high school, and Marty played in bands when I was playing in my high school <laughs> bands before anybody thought of anything. Me and Russ wow. were best friends in ninth grade. Um, so, like, all five of us are unbelievably connected and we've been connected for a an extremely long time go ahead marty yeah i mean that's that's basically the long and short of it um you know we all played in different bands uh in and around our hometown of greensburg for years um you know and always booking shows together and that kind of thing and um you know one by one we all ended up eventually in in the zeo world so uh you know we we were we were doing the thing long before Zayo, and uh, who knows? We'll be doing it long after. Yeah, that's cool. Super, super encouraging to hear. But that, we are uh, we're like super close now. We we have like a little, you know, we talk pretty regularly. We have a little Zayo uh, text chain that's nice. I, had to, I had to actually silence because it went off at like eleven o'clock when I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> so, but yeah, we're real close. Wow. Uh, what was the most recent uh, dialogue on that group chat? Um, that's that's not really for public consumption. For the love yes. of God, if, if anyone actually ever got a hold of that, like, <laughs> we would probably all be ruined. Um, right, right. You know, it, it well, this a, is a safe a this... camaraderie amongst band yeah. members and in band vans that uh, that just it's kind of like you know what. What happens in the van stays in the van kind of yep. thing. It's the <laughs> so. usually usually what ends up happening is Russ will say something totally just insane, and then all of us will just totally make fun of him for the day. Yeah, that, that's how we pass the time. Wow. Well, this is a safe place, you know, in this this room, but it is being recorded, so it's probably <laughs> probably better that we <laughs> leave. Uh, Russ's comments out of it. Speaking of Russ, I've, been, I, I've, I've, sorry, go on. Sorry. I already tweeted hashtag cancel Zayo. So. Right. Nice. Okay. <laughs> I've been, I've been pinging Russ the whole clubhouse. I think he's doing some motion graphics. So we don't, we don't yeah. need to hear his, his theory on aliens, but uh, or his theory on anything. <laughs> right. Man, he, 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 he blew my mind. The thing that I, I will agree, the things that came out of his mouth, I was like, "Whoa, all right, man." Yeah, like, I, well, I we, we people people speak to their own experience. So Russ has a lot of knowledge about aliens because he is one. So he, you know, Maybe. it's he just he knows the you know the ins and outs. So Maybe. he's a good resource for that. I think that, so, that could be accurate. And yeah, if, and, if, and if aliens ever invade, thanks to Russ, we know that their weakness is birds. 
Yeah. Yeah. Birds. Yeah, nice their weakness is birds. Ryan, yeah, please give a, the backstory. Give the backstory. There, there's Ryan. a whatever whatever it's called the the fear of birds. Uh, Russ has an extreme case of it, and um, me personally and the other and the other guys in the band have all used that to our advantage many many times over the years <laughs> uh, for great humorous effect. So if we made like a, a an exclusive furnace fest shirt as a gift to Russ with some birds on it, would that would that flip them out? Right. Yeah, or, do, or if you had some kind of like mechanical birds like come onto his side of the stage while we're playing, um, that that would be that okay. would make the show extra special. <laughs> we used to. So what I would do, like he's deathly afraid of them, and crows wow. are like the worst of them. So I would every time we'd be we'd like get out of the van or whatever, I would take like whatever magazine I got from the gas station and I would open it and then I would like run by him flapping it because it sounded like bird wings and he would <laughs> scream of like a really high pitched scream and fall on the ground. It was the best. No way. Oh, he, like you, I, he almost got hit by a car because a bird came near him. <laughs> yeah. What, so what, band were we, what band were we on tour with that put the dead crow on our van? That's just what I was thinking about. I can't remember what band. <laughs> oh man. Did they do it specifically because of Russ's fear oh, or was it just a random? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Was it? <laughs> Wow. I I want to say, man, I'm not going to know. I can't remember. I, what I can't remember. There's that. just that's the problem with doing this for this long. Is it all yeah. runs together? Like we I, we talk about this all the time. We need to like just start writing this stuff down because we're going to forget mm. it, and then it's just lost to history. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I can. Speaking of being lost to history. I got a question for you guys. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, you guys talk about having fun on the road and all the, all the fun things that you do to kind of screw with each other. Um, what is your release as a band? Like, when you guys are mm -hmm. on the road, when you're doing stuff, like, what do you guys got? Like, I mean, the root of my question is I've always been fascinated by the people behind the music. And um, that's been a big driver for me with a lot of the bands that I still listen to. So what what is your release as a band? Do you guys kind of break off and do your own thing when you're on the road and you get some time off? I know it's a grueling schedule, but what do you guys do for fun uh, to kind of break up the monotony? Uh, what are your hobbies, that kind of stuff? Wow. Uh, what do, I mean, what what are what's some of the things we do as a collective, Marty? I mean, we're all like movie fanatics. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think he was talking about on, on the road, like when we have days off and I, yeah. the way I was going to put that is especially in recent years, um, you know, since we stopped touring full time and, and the fact that we just do like we'll fly out and do three or four shows somewhere or we'll do like a mini tour of like, you know, seven or eight shows. Um, we don't necessarily have days off anymore. We don't really book that time into our schedule just because our time is so valuable um outside of the band and you know with kids at home and that kind of thing so we um you know we we really try to like kind of stick to the stick to the schedule nowadays um so the, the the fun that we have really on the road now is actually just our time being together in the van yeah. um and that may be unique in, in band you know a lot of bands would be on tour and just you know, as soon as they get to a venue, they scatter and, you know, they don't see each other again until the show time, until show time. And then when it shows over, they scatter again. Um, that's not really how we roll. Um, and, you know, I, I guess that speaks to the relationship that we have with each other. But, um, 
you know, we, we don't get to tour full time anymore because of our jobs and because of our families. And um, so that time that we get, the, those short times that we get, um, we generally spend it with each other. You know, when we're at the clubs, when we, you know, we try to go out to dinner together um, as much as possible, like before shows, that kind of thing. Um, so that, that it's, it's sounds weird to say it, but that being together, that van time, like that, that kind of is our release from it's, our lives, from our lives outside of music. I can what? relate to that, man. I appreciate it. That was actually the best answer you could have given me. Cause, um, you know, it's, uh, it's good old buddies getting together to, mm -hmm. to work first and foremost, but to really kind of, uh, we're all grown ups now, you know, we have yeah, professional right. lives and families, like you mentioned, and those, uh, those getaways with the buds are really what it's all about. I appreciate your answer, man. Yep. Yeah. Does anyone, I, I, that was great. Does anyone else have a question as we wrap this up and try to honor everyone's time? Cause if not, I'm going to start talking to Scott about action figures and eighties vintage Ooh. toys. So, uh -oh. That's awesome. so I mean, you, yeah, you, yeah, guys, Chad, you guys, you guys have us for as long as you want us. Um, okay. that's, that's up to you guys. So, okay, cool. I got a question. So you guys drop a great album during a pandemic. People are hungering for new music. What have you guys been spinning lately that has been released since lockdown? Oh, man. Since, since lockdown, what has been released that I have been listening to? Marty, do you have anything? I, that's, I, I'm trying to think. I was not prepared for that question in any way. Um, I'm, trying to, my, I'm just trying it, to think It's funny, Adam. My, my musical tastes, uh, as I get older, like I, I find myself uh, hitting the nostalgia button more than I probably should, uh, to the point where I, I find myself going back and, and listening to things that I maybe was listening to 30 years ago or, or longer um, than something that, say, just came out, you know, last week. Um, I, I am probably the worst to answer that question, uh, just because that's not, that's not where my tastes lie now, I guess. Wow. The record yeah, no, I would say I would actually argue that I feel 100% in agreement with that. I feel I feel like that's why Furnace Fest is working because sure. there's a lot of us that are like, you know what, I'm just going to go back and listen to some of the originals that I grew up on. So I don't think you're alone, dude. Yeah. Okay. I, the records I listen to that are the most recent, they're not from lockdown, but uh, there's this Wise Blood record called Titanic Rising I listen to a lot that Russ actually turned me on to, which is crazy because I never like anything he likes, but I was blown away. <laughs> and then I kind of been jamming that weekend record. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's kind of, but, but yeah, I'm with Marty. Like I, I just bought how it feels to be something on, on vinyl like last week. So that's kind of where I'm at. That weekend video is Fucking awesome, man! The last yeah, one dude. I, I, I'm so Beautiful. into that weekend shit. Yeah. It's really, really. You filmed that, right? Yeah, man. That's mine. Yeah, I own cool. it. Jesus. Yeah. Well, dude. Now I'm like, I, I shouldn't be on here with you. I feel less. I'm just kidding. <laughs> blessed. Hashtag blessed. Ryan Downey, yeah, you, you have to have one more question, man. You're only legitimate journalist in here. You, you got to have one more question. Um, Ryan, you, number three, has a question too. When you guys get a second. My my, my my question is. Um, Scott, what was your writing and recording process when you composed and produced the theme for my podcast? 
Yes. Literally, amazing. when you asked me to do it, I was so happy that I was like, I have to like, listen. I took Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and Angelus for All, and sat and listened to like four or five of the songs on each record, and I tried to write something that just made every one of them like that had some sort of aspect of every one of them. Uh, I mean, and here's the thing. So like that, uh, that riff is kind of just a play on uh, the, what's the song? Is it? It's a, it's, a, it's a little bit blackened, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. It's like, it's yeah. a total play on blackened, total play on blackened. And then I just like, kind of like sort of moved into like disposable heroes. I think that's kind of what I did, but um but yeah i was so excited i was like i gotta make this as good as possible even if that means i bite blackened a little bit oh it's great because it does it, it's not so much a riff lift as it's uh a whiff of the riff yeah I it's like, like an inspir yeah it's yeah i like that whiff of the riff i like that well scott, and, and, my, scott and, and my, my question exactly, scott, exactly is, what i wanted my, my right. question is scott how many fake ones did you send to downey before you sent him the real one I should have done that, but I'm just not that good. I mean, like, I'm just saying, ones. like, you should have sent, like, like, a, like the Family Ties theme and, like, uh, stuff like that, like... Well, dude, I did, I do know the theme to, there's this awesome show on Cartoon Network, it was the Steve Brule, like, check it out show, <laughs> right, I figured right. that, I figured that music out. I should have said that. <laughs> right? Or just covered St. Anger, man. I mean, you or we could have done that. Danny or I could have done that, too. Well, I have a trash can in the back, I could have just hit that. For the done. <laughs> hey, and that that's that's a great Zao memory, actually, because every time I think about San Anger and you know, you naturally think about the snare sound, and every time I think about that yep. snare sound, I think about Zao in the studio, the electrical <laughs> audio in Chicago with famous recording engineer, because he doesn't like to be called a producer, Steve Albini. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we were sit we're sitting in the control room. And somehow we all started talking. I mean, this was only a year or two after Some Kind of Monster, the movie had come out. And we were all kind of talking about the documentary. And Steve's just quietly working, doing his thing. He's not really part of the conversation. And then he just chimes in. There's a lull and he chimes in. Here's what I want to know. How did they make a two and a half hour movie about the making of that record? And they never once explained the effed up <laughs> snare drum. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, dude, how fascinating was it to learn from an engineer that there are four distinct snare drum sounds? Insane. Like Insane. that they actually not only is it just one that's terrible, there's four terrible ones that they put together to make a terrible one. It's like it's great. Yeah. It was purposeful. <laughs> so so ryan downey's got a metallica podcast everybody go check it out ryan shout it out real quick do a quick plug um but yeah what's it called it's called speak and destroy and the theme was composed uh performed recorded produced mixed by scott oh thank you and um yeah it's uh conversations about metallica with people who are metallica adjacent meaning they've toured with the band how am I just now hearing about this? How long have you been doing this? I, on, as Chad. long as I've been doing the other podcast that you what? that you have appeared on as a guest. Are you serious? Yes. yes. Yeah. Chad's been, on, Chad's been on my other podcast for the Chad Johnson fans in here. And uh, on Speak and Destroy. Wow. That's amazing. All right. I'm gonna, I know what I'm doing for the rest of my week. 
Do yeah. it. Do hey, it. Ryan, uh, third Ryan had a, said he had a question, or at least I believe that's who was speaking at the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's more of a lighthearted question, but honest. So I was living in Southern California when you guys played those two shows with The Ghost Inside and The Great Commission. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also my first time seeing you guys with Russ the first two times I saw you. Russ wasn't with the band at the time. So are you guys ever worried that he's going to clock you with his guitar? Because I've never... Like, he seems like a completely different person. I met him before the sh- first show at... Uh, in Pomona and he's super soft-spoken and then obviously you guys are familiar with his stage presence and how he is when he starts playing and he just seems like a completely different person and are you guys ever worried like during a set or have you been clocked by his guitar because well, you're on a smaller stage or whatever the case may be yeah That's so why he for, about, for about the first for about the first decade of me being in the band uh, Russ and I were on the same side of the stage and Scott had his own little world because he had he had the microphone and, you know, the big pedal board and all that kind of stuff. So it just made more sense to put Russ and I on the same side of the stage. And um, somehow I'm still alive and don't have any permanent, you know, scars. My base, uh, my main base has scars all over it from Russ uh, crashing into me. Um, so at some point it became like hazardous to my health to be on that side of the stage. So going <laughs> for about the last six years or so, Scott and I are now on the same stage and we put Russ on the far side of the stage and he can do whatever he wants to on that side without, without any injuries occurring except to him. And yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say Russ is, uh, Russ is the biggest danger to himself. Most of all. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, his, his, his and his equipment. Yeah. Yep. Russ is amazing. So I think we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, well, I got to go. You guys can keep it going, but uh, anybody have like any final questions or, one, one or two more questions and then we'll, we'll wrap it up and we are recording this so people will be able to listen to it later which is awesome. by the way i just found out that downey has 182 five star <laughs> reviews or ratings <laughs> or whatever they're called on, on for speak and destroy and i'm just now hearing about it wait 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 this wait wait hold on wait bring it bring it <laughs> speak and destroy Ryan Downey, go listen now. All right. <laughs> Man, I have I have a lot of catching up to do. Ninety two episodes worth. No, seriously, Marty and Scott, this was been this has been so fun and I'm super, super thrilled to see you guys to be I'm just to be able to reconnect and um, mm-hmm. I, I'm like I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be a kid in a candy store at Furnace Fest, just seeing friends, you know, and just like where, where do I start? Um, but thank you for being with us. Do you, do you, either of you guys have a question for us to close this whole thing? Anything that's burning on your hearts or, or heads? I'm set time. Set time. No, well, we, I, we, <laughs> not, not really. Not really so much a question, but more a commentary. Um, I am very, very proud of you guys for putting this together. Um, this is it's a you. long time coming, but I know I, I speak for a lot of people. Uh, we are very, very excited that this is going down. And um, you know, like I said, it's. I look at the lineup, and you know, it's just personally. There's just there's relationships in almost every single band. You know, no matter what yeah. day it is. And um, so, yeah, we, we actually kind of worked it out with our scheduling that um, uh, th- those of us who are able to stay for the, the whole thing are going to, uh, oh, even, cool. though we're, even though we're playing the first, the first day. 
And, yeah. uh, you know, Chad Pearson had talked about doing like, you know, his, his guy weekend things that he does. We had talked about maybe making, uh, making Furnace Fest an unofficial one of those, um, wow. which would be fantastic. So that, that's kind of like that, you know, the old, uh, take hold tooth and nail, uh, militia <laughs> group, you know, who, whoever yeah. involved in all of that kind of stuff, who, you know, our whole, our whole big group of, of friends just spending that time together. And that's, that's something that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, me too. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, dude, I don't have any questions. I'm like, I just wish it was September. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know, I'm, me like, too. I'm super excited and just playing a show is going to be insane, but it's this show that's like, I, I don't know how to deal with it. And Chad, well, if you want to talk toys, man, just hit me up. I do, dude. I want to talk. I actually really do want to talk toys, but I didn't want to steal the thunder of this Zayo interview for action figures. <laughs> yeah, yo, where, 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 yo, where's that Zayo Super Seven? Where's that Zayo Super Seven? Come on, Zayo Super Seven. Let's go. I wish yeah, that would be great. They got grilled. Why not Zayo? Just, just, well, wait it's not... we, just wait till Chad. Just wait till we put out the Rust Transformer action figure. It's coming. <laughs> It's just like a bird. It's just like a bird that transforms yeah, into a. Bird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's gonna love it. Well, I'm a. I'm it's not quite action figures cool, but tomorrow the 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 Furnace Fest operations crew will all be on the ground in Birmingham, Alabama, doing a walkthrough of the venue. Oh. And so it's like the first time since COVID started that we're like back in action and like, all right, let's take this all in. How are we going to set stuff up? Blah, blah, blah. So it does really just to echo what you were saying, Marty, it does really feel uh, like I wish September was already here, but uh, for sure. well, we'll at least, you know, get a we'll, we'll get a taste tomorrow and we'll, we'll let the rest of you live vicariously through, through the taste. Yes, please. You, you should act, Chad. You should actually uh, film some of that tomorrow. And uh, I was gonna say, can Way you ahead come, Chad? I'm coming, dude. Let's go. I'm coming. Can you Bring please me in the car. make some stories for the IG out of that? Because I really want to be there. I'm so excited for you. Well, Ryan, we'll get a lot of yeah. We'll get a lot of coverage on our own personal Instagrams and stuff. But I do have a cameraman coming to shoot some behind-the-scenes footage for all that. So I got, I got too much work. I got, I got like real jobs to do, so it's all good. <laughs> Dude, you got, you got Post Malone and and Jack Daniels and all the other stuff you're working on. So you got, you can't, you can't play Furnace Fest too much, you know. Boom. All you right. Well, stay th thank you to Zayo. Thank you to Ryan Downey. Thank you to yeah. Josh and Narcissist. Thank yep. you to everybody that had questions. Uh, we're gonna upload this. It's gonna get twenty-five thousand views. Yeah, huge yeah. thanks to Ashley and Adam for helping us pull this off. And Hundo, yes, uh, yeah, we need. This is where we need to pause for a second. For we have a, a short announcement from our sponsor. Okay, I guess that was it. No sponsor. Sorry, guys. Next time. <laughs> now, thanks everybody. Have a great night. Can't wait thanks to see you. Bye bye. Love you guys. Right, guys. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thanks, guys. All right. Peace. Bye.